So today, I took some time off at lunchtime from my place of work. I put it in my diary to go and look at the chemist shop, which is right next door to my work. And the purpose of my taking this time over my lunch break to go to the chemist was to look for knee and ankle support. And it's a funny thing, I walked into the into the chemist shop and I'm walking around and looking for the various supports and so on and so forth. And then it kind of struck me. So at the moment I've got a very strained meniscus. And as I said, it struck me that I'm looking for knee support, ankle support. There's probably a whole lot of other support that I need. And later on in the day, I was talking to my nephew. I picked my nephew up and we were driving home after he'd finished school. And we were driving home and he asked me how long I'd done, I'd practiced martial arts for, how long I'd practiced karate for. And I told him how long I'd been doing it. And he said to me, when are you going to stop? And it was one of those inquiries which was said innocently with nothing behind it. (laughs) And I thought to myself, when am I going to stop? It's a strange thing to have all these injuries (laughs) and to have to spend money on them and the idea of getting out of bed first thing in the morning. My knees, my ankles and my hips cracking. A few months ago, I was playing Blinds Man Bluff with my daughter. And <laughs> Blinds Man Bluff, in case you live somewhere that's never heard of it, is where someone puts a blindfold on and everyone is really quiet in the room. And then clearly the person with the blindfold on has to then track down the other people. You know, it's like a game of blindfolded tag, basically. And <laughs> I couldn't figure out how my daughter kept knowing where I was when it was her turn to put the blindfold on (laughs) and she said well I can hear your ankles clicking and your knee clicking when you move (laughs) if that's not an indictment on old age I don't know what is but back to my nephew asking me how long I've been training and how long I was going to train and when I was going to give up I have to be honest and think I've actually never thought about giving up there's never been a time when I've thought about giving up I think that martial arts for me is yeah just my way of it's a way of life it's a way of living and it's always weird to me when people talk about you know martial arts as a way of life and I think it has some strange connotations for some people the idea being that you know you've got sort of some insight into the world and we all walk around with these incredible ninja powers and (laughs) doing all those kind of stereotypical kind of kung fu-y things and when I spoke to my nephew I said to him you know he said to me well you know can you do this and can you do that things that he'd obviously seen on tv can you break bricks with your fingertips and (laughs) a whole bunch of other things and I had to reflect on why and tell him I says look I 
do martial arts now because I like how it makes me feel about myself. I like the clarity that it brings and I like, for instance, practicing certain breathing kata, attention sanjin, because they just help me settle myself. If I've been going through something particularly difficult work-wise, then it just brings a clarity and if nothing else, a bit of a mental break for the time it takes to do the kata. Martial arts is the strange thing. Strange in the sense that for some it is a pastime. For some it is something which they do for a period of time, learn what they need to learn and then move on. For those of us who have kind of stuck with it, I know for me I found something which I enjoyed doing and just kept doing it. But the reasons that I continue to do it changed. In the beginning it was all about, I don't know, Maybe it was about showing off. Maybe it was about being different. Maybe it was about finding a solo activity that I could do by myself. Maybe it was because I had a mentor, someone who took an interest in me and my association with it as something positive. Now, decades later, I have to really think hard to remember all those kinds of things because it's so much a part and parcel of what I do. And I remember my favourite, one of my favourite movies, it's Indiana Jones, and there's a scene in which they're talking about, there's some romantic scene where he's talking about all his injuries and scars and so on and so forth. And the woman that he's with remarks, well, you know, you've certainly got old or something, words to that effect. And he said, it's not, it's not the age, it's the mileage. <laughs> and I guess to be totally honest when my knees click and my hips go crazy and my back is sore it's the mileage the challenge now as I move towards year 50 is to find ways to find the quality in my technique to really move in an integrated unified way and to be able to keep a level of health a level of mobility that allows me to enjoy my life in general so yeah, I am like everyone else, and maybe you are too, and that I bemoan my various injuries. But I'm also really thankful for the ability to move and to think and to continue to do my best. Yes, when I stand up on my knee, it feels a little bit wonky and a little bit weak, like it might go out. But there's ways of training around that. How do I incorporate that into what I do? And most importantly, Getting aside from all the physical stuff, how do I continue to find enjoyment in what I do? I think that the pandemic, at least for me, has offered me an opportunity to meet and train with some incredible people. I put up on the Facebook page the other day, I was, I've been very lucky to be able to get a particular sensei who I greatly admire on so many levels, I uh, say Pat Miguel to help me on my Kobudo journey. And I was training with him and I was trying to learn a particular kata that he does, a very, a very, I don't want to say a junior kata, but at the beginning of the syllabus and admiring the way that he did it and he was kind enough and gracious enough to allow me to learn. Now, 
I was trying to watch him do it on his YouTube channel and then I slowed down the footage I just couldn't tell what he was doing and after a while I realized that I needed to talk to him about it which I did and because you know me being me I wanted to go and be Mr. Perfectionist and know all this kata and so on and so forth but the subtlety of his technique surprised me surprised me in the sense that I couldn't capture it until he sat down and really explained it to me the upside is that in all seriousness I felt like an absolute white belt there were kihon that he was teaching me that I had a real hard time grasping but I'm going to practice and I guess that's the journey it's about not losing hope yes ankles click backs hurt but it's about a never-ending journey it's about in a weird kind of way the gift that keeps on giving and the book that has no ending and in the last year I have had the opportunity to farewell two very senior martial artists who both were in the dojo the night before they passed away and for me and for others they remarked on that's how you win it's not about you know being the hard man and training right up until the end but they lived their lives in a way that was honorable in a way that they believed in they lived full lives with their families and with their friends and in terms of martial arts i think it's the best thing that we can do it's not about fighting anymore it's about living it's not about dominating it's about getting to a place of balance and understanding that balance can be the most elusive thing, the most difficult thing to find, but it's the only thing worth having. It's the thing that makes everything else in our lives worthwhile and possible.